Hello, spooky and wonderful internet friends. This is just a quick disclaimer from your co-host, Natalie, that we have a little bit of a fluctuation in audio this week. Um, it's a special episode that is basically a conversation on the table, and as such, the audio is not the best, but it's also not the worst. Like the episode's called, Trick or Treat, You Decide. Happy Halloween, everyone. Be safe, and thanks for sticking with us. The Bones and Bobbins podcast is now on Patreon. Would you like access to bonus episodes, digital extras, exclusive merch, and more? Join us in the Curiosity Shop at patreon.com backslash bones and bobbins. Your generous support helps make the show happen and will also earn you our very eternal gratitude. And entry into our private Patreon-only Facebook group. But it's all kinds of fun and it's super drama-free. So, join us. In a dusty old shop on a forgotten old street, you'll find two witches with books three boxes deep. Next to rusty old needles and faded red thread, you'll come in for yarn, but leave with pigments instead. Whether poisons or patterns, we're always discreet where creepy and crafty and morbidity meet. Welcome to the Bones and Bobbins podcast. Hello, Morbid Makers! We are your... Slightly creepy. Mildly disconcerting. Somewhat sinister. Delightfully discomposed. Opaquely odd. Merrily morbid. Marvelously misanthropic. Host! And this is Bones and Bobbins, Season 2, Episode 21.5, Trick or Treat, You Decide. <laughs> Hello, I am Natalie from Uber Designs, an official true crime creative. My pronouns are she, her, and this week, sadly, Haley, my partner in cre- creepy, crafty crime, is unable to join us. So I did what any okayish parent would do. I roped my offspring into filling in for this very special Halloween episode. Offspring? Hi. <laughs> this is where you introduce yourself. I'm the youngest offspring. You can just call me monkey number one. <laughs> my pronouns are she, her. Hi, my name is Grace. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. That, that's, that's all I got. When introductions give your teenage children... An existential crisis as to who they really are. You know you're doing it right Why or wrong. So, so are you guys excited to be on? Yeah, I'm so excited! <laughs> Woo! The crowd goes wild. Oh! <laughs> I'm like super, super stressed right now, and like not even sure I'm fully conscious. But like, I do like all the creepy, crappy, creepy, creepy, crappy, crappy things. <laughs> Um, and I, I love the podcast, but I, I, oh no, I've discussed it. I I can't listen to it because I can't hear my mom's voice in that act. Like it just, it's so weird and it messes with my head. My disembodied voice. And it's like, it's not because I don't want to listen to it. It's just like, I, my brain cannot comprehend that it is like my mom, but not my mom talking to me. And that's okay, because all brains are different, and we welcome them all. It's great, though, because when I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing this week? I get one of two answers. It's either, oh, you know, I don't know yet. Or it's like a 30-minute spiel on how interesting it is. Excuse me, we always know what we're doing. We're thoroughly (laughs) prepared and nothing but utmost professionals. (laughs) Give me an A for effort on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Even they know better. So, what's your favorite thing about Halloween? Okay, uh, you can go first. It's not haunted house planning. <laughs> I think I mentioned, did I mention? Probably not. My eldest is planning the school's haunted house. And what is the amazing theme of this haunted house? Coraline. Yes! Which is not Tim Burton's Coraline, because Tim Burton has nothing to do with Coraline. But I did, in fact, mistakenly email Zoe, uh, who is our development director, Saying Tim Burton's nightmare or Tim Burton's Coraline, and it's not Tim Burton's Coraline. It's not the director of Coraline's Coraline. 
either. Do you... No, it's Neil Gaiman's calling. Thank you. See, I'm kind of raising them right. Indeed, it is. And I am the overachieving mom that roped the neighbor into 3D printing button cookie cutters. For our shortbread cookies. Yes. So if you're in the area. <laughs> By the time this this is oh, actually going to come out. it's going to already be over. No, it's the day of. Oh, this will release of? on Friday. If you're magically listening to this on Friday, October 29th. Yes. And you're not doing anything from 7 to 10 p.m. Like, if, if you know what I'm talking about when I say I go to youth, um, then you probably know where we are. You're going to have to. Um, and then you could go. Just remember that I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Oh, yeah. I am very definitely a mama bear, and I know how to cauterize a wound. So don't stalk my children, and do not threaten them. Dude, I don't Anyways. even have a last name. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. 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 Um, it's my turn. So what, pray tell, is your favorite part of Halloween? Okay, well, um, I like dressing up a lot. I feel like a badass every year. Um, this year I literally don't have costumes yet if I'm even going to have one, but you know, it's great. Um, I like dressing up. I like being like, I like being somebody, like, I like being out of my own skin, but also in my own skin at the same time. Does that make any sense? It does. You get to emphasize parts of your character. Fun fact, favorite Halloween costume I think I've ever done so far is my punk rock aerial. Punk rock little mermaid. That was pretty great. Um, my favorite was when, um, you were a flying monkey <laughs> and I was Alphaba and you were little Alphaba. Uh, you insisted on the theatrical production outfit. Oh, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So before we dive in, I would like to take a quick break to thank all of our fantastic Curiosity Shop members over on Patreon and give a totally normal and not at all creepy welcome to our newest members melanie sims and amelia smith 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 amelia i'm sorry if i mispronounce your name but you guys are the best and we would totally go explore hidden old graveyards in the wood with you even on all hallows eve and if you want in on this fun not only will you get some really great surprises that we're working on, but you'll get a huge backlog of Patreon-only episodes. And you don't need to stick around. Try it out. Listen to some. If we're not for you, that's cool, too. We get it. It's, it's all right. So, it's almost Halloween. Yep. We have guest hosts. So, we're going to shake up our, our usual format just a little bit. Uh, the first idea that they had when we were planning this episode was to pay homage to everyone's favorite creepy poet, Poe. So we're each going to read a poem of his that we like. Which one of you would like to go first? Mommy. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I picked um, one that is probably not as known, uh, published in 1843, called The Conqueror Worm. Lo, tis a gala night within the lonesome latter years, an angel throng be winged benight and veils and drowned in tears. Sit in a theater to see a play of hopes and fears, while the orchestra breathes fitfully the music of the spears. Mimes in the form of God on high mutter and mumble low, and hither and thither fly, mere puppets they who come and go. At bidding of vast formless things they shift the scenery to and fro, Flapping from out their condor wings, invisible woe. That motley drama, oh, be sure, it shall not be forgot. With its phantom chased forevermore by a crowd that sees it not. Through a circle that ever returneth into the self-same spot. And much of madness and more of sin and horror, the soul of this plot. B.C. amid the mimic rout, a crawling shape intrude, a blood-red thing that rise from out the scenic solitude. It rise, it rise with mortal pangs, this mind becomes its food, and serves sobs at vermin fangs and human gore imbued. Out, out are all the lights, out, out, and over each quivering form, the curtain of funeral pall comes down with the rush of a storm, while angels all pallid and wan, Uprising, unveiling, affirm that the play is the tragedy man and its hero, the conquering worm. In case you're wondering, that is exactly as dramatic as she read every single bedtime story as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Okay, one of you's gotta go next. Which one's it gonna be? Okay, so I'm doing the Raven. The Raven. Edgar Poe. I think I like this one a lot. Actually, um, I saw a, I did an assignment in school about it one time, and I had looked into it more and saw this, like, animated video of it. It was, it was pretty great. Um, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not that enthusiastic and dramatic when it comes to reading things. <laughs> um, Once upon a midnight jury, while I pondered weak and queer, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded daily napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of some gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, uh, distinctly I remember, it was in bleak December, and each separate dying ember woke, wrote, my bad, its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the narrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my book's sur- surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare radiant maiden, whose angel's name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken head uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic horrors never felt before. So that now, to heal, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entering, entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. That is it and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating no longer. Sir, I said, I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is, I was napping, so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door. That I I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened the wide door. Darkness, there was nothing more. Very good. You don't like my mod poet okay, house snaps? Did you know that uh, the how is the riddle how is the raven like a writing desk was never to be solved? It was not great because I forgot what the answer was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there, there actually is no specific answer. Uh, we covered it on the show too. Um, there is one that he got cornered into saying, but he was like, "Yeah, it was never meant to be actually answered." Well, fun fact. Your turn. Why are you going to say it like that? So I chose a haunted... Chose. Exactly. I chose mm-hmm. a haunted palace. Uh, in case you don't know who the author is, and you weren't paying any attention to Edgar Allan Poe, I did not do enough research to know what year it is. Um, oh, I know mine. Mine was 1845. 1845? Thank you both. You nicely like done. Um, you, which one are you doing? I'm sorry. Uh, the Haunted Palace. The Haunted Palace is from 1839. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, in the greenest of our valleys, by God's angel tenant, once a fair and stately palace, radiant palace, reared its head. In the monarch's thought dominion, it stood there, never scrap of pinion, over fabric half so fair, banners yellow, glorious, golden, on its roof did float, on its roof did float and flow, this all this was in the olden time long ago, and every gentle air that dallied, in that sweet day, along the ramparts hummed and pallied, a winged odor went away, wanderers in that happy valley, through two luminous windows saw, spirits moving musically to a loose tuned law. Round about a throne where sitting Propriagene, in his state, his glory well benefiting, the ruler of the realm was seen. And all with pearl and ruby glowing was the fair palace door, through which came flowing, 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 and sparkling evermore. A troop of echoes whose sweet duty was but to sing, and voices of surpassing beauty, the wit and wisdom of their king. But the evils in robes of, but evil things in robes of sorrow, Assailed the monarch's high estate. All let us mourn forever morrow. Shall drawn upon him desolate. And round about his home to glory. That bush did 
blush and bloom, is but the dim-remembered story of the old times entombed. And travelers now within that valley, through the red-litten window see vast forms that move frantically to a discordant melody. Well, like a ghastly rapid river, through the pale door, a hideous throng rush out forever and laugh but smile no more. Very good! Very, very good! Reading Poe very much feels like a, a pun sister when you read that guy. Seriously, I was just thinking while you're reading that. From now on, if I ever suspect you guys, which I never do because you guys are wonderful children, but however, if I ever disp- like guess that you've been under the influence of anything, I'm going to make you read Poe more. <laughs> like that's it. Seriously, instead of like red leather, yellow leather, we should just be like reading Poe. Kick it with some Poe. All right. All right. Now we are going to. We each chose a mini Halloween themed topic, so not as extensive as we typically do, but um, super fun. Which one of my wonderful offspring would like to go first? Trick question. It's you. Me? You want me to go first? I'll go first. That's fine. Okay, so, um, uh, <laughs> that look, that look upon your face like mwahaha. So, um, it's freaking bats. So I love me some sky puppies, like love. They're adorable and they eat my arch nemesis, mosquitoes. Uh, but I got to wondering, like, why bats are associated with Halloween. So let's take just a tiny toe dip into some research and find out why. So there's three schools of thought on the correlation between bats and Halloween. The first one, uh, they're nocturnal and people are weird. So many experts say that nocturnal animals are often associated with death and darkness. According to Stanford University classic scholar Adrian Mayer, as told to the National Geographic, they engage in mysterious activities in the dark, and so they've been cloaked in superstition since ancient times. And bats are particularly spooky. The combination of dark gray, brown, or black shades with cryptic nighttime habits evoked a sense of awe and fear back in the time when the only lights at night were oil lamps and wax candles, the Library of Commerce chimes in, with the fact that their nocturnal nature combined with the fact that they typically live in caves adds quite a bit to the whole spooky factor. So we got nocturnal, weird looking, live in caves. No, you are not winged. Second up, second up we got vampires. Uh, so our friends of the Library of Converse, Converse, you know, for shoes, Congress, Library of Congress, say it's not clear when bats became associated with vampires, but examples in vampire fiction of the late 1700s and 1800s, um, they do appear. So the best known example of this genre is Bram Stoker's 1897 Dracula. Um, and it has vampires turning into bats at will. I thought it well to know, if possible, where the Count would go when he left the house. I did not see him, but I saw a bat rise from Renfield's window and flap westward, the character Quincy Morris recounts. Now, people tend to think that bats are associated with vampires because of the whole blood-sucking thing. And while there are indeed three species of bats that do eat blood, there are over three. 1300 closer to 1400 actually that do not so lastly which kinds of brings us full circle to the first one in the whole ancient times but yet not all the way back to ancient times bats have been associated with halloween for hundreds of years thanks to Samhain, which is a celtic harvest festival which we covered last year at this time on the podcast uh, celebrations involve lighting bonfires, which attract bugs, which then in turn attract bug-munching bats. In a slightly different theory, Nate Fuller, a graduate student in Boston University's Bat Biology program, told Quartz Online, a publication that when Irish and Scottish immigrants came to the United States, 
they began to associate bats with Samhain because of the timing. Uh, some species of bats will hibernate or fly south for the winter. So in the northern U.S., you can see them swarming in October and November. Now, whether you think them creepy or love the little adorable sky puppies like I do, bats are super helpful to the environment. According to the National Wildlife Foundation, these little bug eaters save us between $3.7 and $54 billion in pet control services every year. They also help pollinate over 700 plants, including some of my favorites like avocados, bananas, peaches, and mangoes. And that, my dear children, are why bats are associated with Halloween. Wow. No, I don't know what to, like, what? do I clap? I don't know if it's going to, like, be too loud on the microphone. No, but I mean. That was interesting. <laughs> So interesting that no. a hutch fell over the ground. No, 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 it was good. It was good. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. How theoretically, unrelated, theoretically, yeah, would would you like get your pet? Um, I'm sure Hagrid can make that happen, as he saves bats on a regular basis. This is true. Anyways. Uncle Hagrid got you. We'll call Uncle Hagrid and be like, hey, we want to pet a bat. Unrelated. You feel like taking a road trip to Uncle Hagrid? <laughs> I will take a road trip to hug a little bat. Okay. Also, um, there, uh, it is not totally a fact that there's a misconception that all bats carry rabies, and that is not accurate as well. Um, I don't recall the statistic that I saw off the top of my head, but um, they're just, they're so stinky cute. Alright, who's next? Clearly you don't want it to be you, so I'm gonna just get mine out the way. Get <laughs> out the way. Whew. No, it's not like that, Mom. Mm-hmm. You didn't like that, Shardy. Invite your kids on a podcast, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Who's they? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. Ladies, gentlemen, gentle them, all them, all the things I didn't cover as well. He, she's nice. She, and everything in between. And everything in between. Yep. Um, I am covering Halloween tales and traditions. So, something I think we all wonder about is why the hell witches are connected to brooms? Why is it that witches Ooh, that's a fly good one. around on brooms? What's so special? about something people use every day, you know. Um, I wondered that too. Um, so apparently, the association between witches and brooms have roots in in a pagan fertility ritual in which, like, rural farmers would go out at night and do what is called a broom dance to try to, like, have better crops. Okay! Crops is not where I thought that was going. I got a little nervous for a second. Oh, no. If you can't confuse with, like, common accounts of, like, witches flying through the night and all of that. Um, but, yeah, it was to help grow in their crops. Crazy, right? That is. Um, another thing. Haunted houses. Yeah, what's up with that? Many people probably, my, myself included, before reading this. Um, thought that haunted houses were just like old creepy houses people don't go in. Like, they're just creepy, scary, you know? For no reason. So, what had happened was, during the Great Depression, um, uh, in the, well, the period leading up to the Great Depression, so like, 1930s. So that was before Grandma and Grandpa were even born. Yeah. Um, basically... Uh, boys were known to cause mischief on Halloween. That was their, like, free day, although their parents were very ticked off. They'd do things like flipping cars, like... <laughs> flipping a car? That's a little bit cow. more than mischief, right? Vandalism, all that jazz. And so, um, haunted houses became something, like, 
they're already scary, old, they're already old and abandoned. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, they started them because they thought it would attract all the boys. Ah, uh, so they're trying there. to lure them. <laughs> so they're like, come to me, mother truckers. Don't cause <laughs> mischief outside in the Stop. real world. <laughs> Stop flipping my board. Stop screwing shit up. <laughs> okay, then. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's interesting. That. I think that's quite interesting, actually. I have a love-hate thing with haunted houses. Oh, we know. <laughs> right now, I just have a hate thing with haunted houses. Well, yeah. I All mean. right. <laughs> Next thing on my list, jack-o'-lanterns. Yes. Why do we carve faces into pumpkins? Huh? Why are they called jack-o'-lanterns? Why are pumpkins just the fall thing? Well, it's because they're fall crops. They grow in the fall time. That's kind of obvious. <laughs> they're seeds that taste um, as are the pups. So it's an Irish myth about a man who was nicknamed Stingy Jack. <laughs> We're Irish. Um, and it's believed like it led to the tradition of carving scary faces into gourds and pumpkins. Because apparently Jack tried to trick, he tricked the devil into paying for his drink and then traps him in the form of a coin. And then eventually the devil takes revenge and Stingy Jack ends up roaming the earth for all eternity without a place in heaven or hell. Um, so, however, he has, um, he has, like, a lighted coal. Like, he has, like, a lighted coal, which is placed inside of a carved turnip, creating the original jack-o'-lantern. So, he got turned into a flaming coal, and... And a turnip? And, yeah, the first one was a turnip. That must have been a really flippin' big turnip. And ever since then... Um, where jack-o'-lanterns came from. Huh. Um. Stingy Jack. There's a couple. You can keep going. Okay, there's one. I don't know if anyone's heard about, um, the, like, spottings of Abraham Lincoln's ghost in the White House. Yes, we've covered Abraham Lincoln quite a bit, but if you want to tell us specifically about his ghost, that's cool. Okay, so for years, presidents and first ladies and guests, members of the White House, have claimed to either have seen <coughs> Abraham Lincoln, or felt his presence, or Grace Coolidge, which is a wife of Calvin Coolidge, which was 30th president. Um, the first report of seeing Abraham Lincoln's ghost was a lady, she stood at a window in the Oval Office, and hands clapped behind his back, like, and then seeing, like, like, bloody battlefields, like, he was, like, possessed, I guess, Ooh. by Abraham Lincoln's ghost, and saw, like, the bloody battlefields, like, okay, I the get it. shooting of when Abraham Lincoln died, like, everything is just all Abraham Lincoln's past, like, things just were flowing through. Hmm. And something that these people have never experienced before. So they have no clue why they would be having quote-unquote flashbacks. Or, right. Um, and it's known to, I don't know, they, I don't know what it is that triggers it. But um, if I had to guess why he's haunting the White House, it's probably because, you know, he was president. Obviously, he didn't get to live out his full time as president. True. He died, obviously. Most people know that, but if you didn't know, got assassin- assassinated, yes. by the way. Um, Actually, our last episode, I covered uh, the first female detective who worked for the Pinkertons, who uncovered the majority of the plot to try to assassinate him way before he was even president. Well, not way before, but before he was in president. Yeah. Um, another thing is we've had some pretty dang bad presidents. Not going to say any names. Because <laughs> um, politics aren't a thing we need to get in arguments about on these lovely ladies' podcasts. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Just, we have indeed. Okay, that's, that's all I'm going to say because I feel awkward. I did. That's okay. You're doing great. I'm very proud of you. All right. So we've talked bats. We've talked some really amazing, fun Halloween facts. Take it away, Eldis, with some, I think, I think if you ask 
anybody, if you did a poll on people's fears, this one's easily the top five. Okay. Is it snakes? Drum roll, please. No, it's giggles the mother freaking clown. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so not specifically a clown named Giggles. If you do clown gigs and your name is Giggles, I'm sorry. Um, My clown name was Piffle. I forgot you were a clown. Yeah. Why do you hate me? Okay. Um, so specifically I will be talking about what's called the Clown Panic of 2016. Oof. Um, when I was, when I was researching this topic, I was like, oh, that was not long ago. I remember that. Uh, you were for reference, a baby. I, I, I'm a senior in high school. But um, a baby senior. And, uh, this happened when I was in seventh grade. Uh, this, this is five years old and it doesn't feel like it. Uh, cause I remember this happening. Uh, so this, uh, phenomena, despite being, um, at its, uh, largest in October of 2016, actually started back in August of 2016 with incidents in Greenville, South Carolina, um, where clowns were spotted in the woods, uh, quote, whispering and making strange noises. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. But, you know, have fun with that, Piffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was <laughs> not that kind of clown! So, um, these sightings became more and more frequent. Um, to the point where, uh, the Cumbria police in England at one point responded to 14 incidents over the span of 24 hours. In England? Yeah! Oh my god, I didn't realize that it was, like, global. No, this turned global, and it was huge in England, specifically with scaring, uh, little children. I think it scared a lot of friggin' people, man. Um, and although it may have started with, like, whispering or weird noises, it grew so intense that, uh... These clowns were often seen uh, with knives or baseball bats. Nope. Mm-mm. And would often stand in parking structures or in the middle of roads at night to scare drivers. That's the bullshit that I saw on TV and was like, that is an excellent way to get yourself killed. Because if you jumped out at me when I was driving, I would not slam on the brakes. <laughs> Just... No, Bambi can go, you though. Nope, I'll stop for a deer. You, on the (laughs) other hand, if you're holding a knife and you're dressed in a clown outfit, we are not going to tango tonight. Mm -mm. Some incidents uh, were reported more seriously, including a woman in Alabama calling 911 after seeing a clown in a Walmart parking lot in the middle of the night. Mm. Now, if I was leaving Walmart after like <laughs> 2 a.m., I need chocolate ice cream because I just got dumped. <laughs> and I like walk out of the Walmart and I'm like dragging my ass back to my car and I see freaking Pennywise standing there. Mm-mm. I wouldn't even call 911. I would get in my car, Seriously? lock the doors, and hit him on my way home to yeah, cry. That- Anyways, um, <laughs> as well as a man in Kentucky being arrested. For dressing up like a clown and hiding in the woods. Good! As he should. Um, it even got to the point where it was so bad that schools in Ohio closed down because of these. What? Yeah, there were schools in Ohio that, not like permanently closed down. Right, no, 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 I get it. Uh, there were a uh, oh, wow. weeks where they were like, mm, no, just stay in the house. Uh, although most of these um, like attacks or sightings were fairly harmless. Um, around the same time, there was a teenager uh, wearing a clown mask that ended up getting stabbed to death in Pennsylvania. Ooh, okay. Not that the person with the clown mask stabbed somebody to death. Right, yeah. The person wearing the clown mask was stabbed to death. That's Although, sad. it is mentioned in the police report that he had pulled the mask up before the man started stabbing him. Ooh, It yeah. didn't change that it happened. Yeah, no, that's really sad. That's um, horrible. And although we joke about, like, I'd hit that bitch with my car... <laughs> I would not hit somebody. Like, I wouldn't actually injure somebody. No, no. Especially I would turn if the they car. Stop. Right. Well, yeah. No, I mean, it. It is a very dangerous situation because there are so many people. It's common knowledge that many, many people are f- fearful of clowns. I mean, they're the subject of many horror movies for a reason. To. Put yourself in that position is not wise. Yeah. Um, and people don't, it's hard to tell how you're going to react in a situation 
until you're in that situation and it's just dangerous and that i my heart breaks for a kid that was just wearing the just wearing a like a clown mask there's also uh there's that knowledgeability of when something is okay if you're doing it during some place where people know they're gonna get scared versus in right life, yeah but even um, then i mean i suck at i suck at haunted houses you touch me i i there's there's fight it's usually fight or flight uh-huh. i will hit you first and then run <laughs> uh so that being said despite most incidents not actually physically harming anybody um a lot of these clown sightings incidents whatever you want to call them end up mentally damaging people yeah um why would seeing a clown mentally damage you? Well, it's not seeing a clown. It's the fact that several instances uh, included um, people being chased by said clowns with knives or baseball bats. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was... So, that's so messed up. It, it is. is. Uh, there was a woman who called 911 after being chased down her street barefoot um, by a clown with a knife. Oof. Uh, so... After after all of this, um, why are we afri- uh, afraid of clowns in the first place? Because them things are freaking creepy as hell. Like, <laughs> Well, uh, the knives don't help. Well, <laughs> somebody came at me with a knife in a clown costume to come at me? Well, um. But most clowns don't typically carry knives. <laughs> despite the knives not helping. Um. Several studies have presented real reasons why we, we don't seem to find giggles all that funny at all. Uh, a 2006 study by a social psychologist named Frank McAndrew uh, concluded that many of the behaviors of a clown align with behaviors people tend to be off-put by, such as sudden movements, unpredictable um, behaviors, unstable eye contact, and over-exaggerated motions. Um... That being said, it was also found that uh, men are more likely to uh, scare people. Mm-hmm. Um, and many clowns statistically are male. Or male-presented. Um, additionally, a theory posed by Rami Nader says that, uh, who is a Canadian uh, sociologist, mm-hmm. uh, says that the excessive makeup concealing the clown's identity can be off-putting uh, because you do not know who it is. That makes sense. Um, the uh, last theory I'm going to talk about is uh, one posed by Adam Cox, who is a phobia specialist. Okay. Um, who concluded that the nature of uh, the makeup of clowns being recognizable as human, but um, also not and not fully there. Yeah. It's almost like how... Uh, like, really good VR, or, like, mm-hmm. like just really good 3D animation that's very detailed and lifelike, but you can tell it's still animation, mm-hmm. can feel so off-putting. Yeah. Uh, like, if you've ever heard of uh, Lil Michaela, who was really big, actually, right around, like, 2016, 2017, 2018-ish, mm-hmm. um, as a social media influencer who was, like, VR, and... Mm-hmm. Almost looked real, but wasn't. And it was so Mm off-putting. And so the theory he's posing here is that that idea that makeup being recognizable as a human person, but not human, Mm -hmm. is part of why it's so off-putting. That's also why we find things like werewolves and vampires, like things that are human, but not quite. Creepy dolls. Creepy dolls, (laughs) anthropomorphic things. Yeah. Uh, That's why we find those things so off-putting. Is because we recognize them as part of our species, even when they're necessarily not. Or not necessarily. That makes sense. So, yeah. did we ever find what caused the phenomenon? I know for a while they had a, they were wondering if it was like a promo for a movie. There, there was a lot of speculation over what it was, but um, there's no like real concrete reason. The reason I choose to believe is that um, 2016 was ginormous for YouTube and Vine. Mmm. Attempting to go viral? Yeah. Those, if you were on YouTube or Vine, 
You that saw makes sense. Tons of videos of these scenarios. Even people just like pranking their friends by doing this. Right. But that was, I'm guessing that was probably the start of the attempt to go viral and, and the knowledge that viral content has the ability to make you money if you're monetized on YouTube or get you notoriety of some sort. Yeah, it was, um. You whippersnappers and your darn interwebs. <laughs> um, I think that had a big part in it. But I also think it was part of, like, that human nature of, like, being bored in rural America <laughs> and, uh, and wanting to do something. And that's something being, like, messing around with your friends and scaring people. And, like... Go egg and house. Go toilet paper a tree. Waste some resources. Don't cause PTSD. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think that, uh, like lots of trends, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't start out with bad intentions. Right. Like, there's probably some people goofing around in the woods that some, like, Karen called the police on because she didn't like, there were kids messing around looking all weird. You know, I am not Karen-esque. However, if I was in some woods, and there's a group of clowns <laughs> just in the woods. That's- Whispering, I would have some questions that I would not stop and ask because I would be too busy getting out of there. But that would, I mean, that's that's, true. It's Um, concerning. It's concerning. I I feel like, um, yeah, I think part of it is especially around this like September, October time. Spooky season. Like clown costumes are super accessible. Mm -hmm. This is also, um, I want to Google it to double check it. I'm not putting this information. But I believe this is, like, right around the time the new It came out. Uh, maybe, like, a year earlier. Like, um, and this is coming off of, um, a movie called Murderous Clowns or Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. Yeah, the new It came out in September of, September 8th, 2017. Yeah. So it would be the year beforehand, but it was already in the making and it was already in the making. Hype started heavily talked about and also coming off of a really popular 2014 movie that I believe is titled Just Clowns Meets Killer Clowns, uh, which is another clown-based horror movie. You guys aren't scared. You you aren't scared of clowns, are you? You've never. If I saw one with a knife. Right. I mean, that's any anything with the knife. I don't care if it's a. If it's your, you yeah, seriously, it could be your grandma holding a knife, and I'd still question if she weren't in the kitchen. I wouldn't. Our grandma's like, <laughs> that's true. She's squishy, but it's not like I've exposed I don't trust her. Anything that's four eleven and moves that fast at seventy. <laughs> she ain't seventy yet. You hobo. Yes, yeah, she is. Oh no, she's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought she was like sixty something. No, so, I don't trust anything with joints that good at age seventy. Right. Speaking of things that scare you. Yeah. Now we are going to talk about some scary, scary stories. We each have a scary story, right? Yeah. Who wants to go first? Youngest? No, I went first every time. You left, okay. the, you left us on a cliffhanger. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Oh, that's right. I started telling him the story last night. I was like, no, I'm going to finish it for the podcast because then I can see your actual reaction. So I'm trying to remember. I think I, I want to say it was in like seventh grade. And um, it was the first time I was babysitting for this family. They were out at something. It was somebody my dad worked with. And I knew they lived with their grand or the grandfather lived with them. Uh, but he wasn't there. Um, and he had this tiny little Pomeranian who was adorable, but pretty crazy and would randomly just lose its shit in this like cage and me being me, I was literally reading Cujo, which was not yeah, smart. Knew. Right. Not smart because this, you know, dog would randomly just crazy pants it. So the night before I was babysitting, I was at a slumber party. And, you know, slumber parties, you do things like Ouija boards and tell, you know, scary stories. And there was allegedly, you know, an urban legend where this girl was babysitting for a family and uh the washing machine kept going off and on so you know and she had the kids in bed and she was kind of bored so she called the parents and she's like hey i don't mean to bug you but do you want me to flip the laundry for you 
And they're like, excuse me? And she's like, well, the washing machine keeps going off and on. Do you want me to grab it and throw it in the dryer? And they're like, uh, no. What I want you to do is grab the kids, lock yourself in the bathroom, and call 911. She was like, um, okay, but why? And they're like, because the washer and dryer were just delivered. And they're not hooked up yet. And when the police arrived, there was a man sitting on top of the dryer with a knife in his hand and a smile on his face. Scary, right? When you're younger. So, again, I'm babysitting, reading Cujo. So it looks like I'm never going in the basement again. Y'all can stay safe, though, doing laundry. <laughs> um, have fun with that. Laundry mat, here I come. So, I'm sitting there reading, and I hear something in the basement. And I'm like, no, no, I did not hear that. That did not happen. I hear another noise in the basement. And I'm like, nope, it's a squirrel. It's a mouse. It's a something. No. And then I hear footsteps on the stairs. <laughs> no. And I am like, oh, hell no. Mother trucking now, honey. I was, uh, yeah, no, I was not having it. I'm like, I don't get paid enough. Uh, so in a moment of, I don't know, stupidity or courage, I flung the door open and I was like, and there's this little old man walking up the stairs. Apparently the grandpa was home and was downstairs the whole time in his like workshop and fell asleep. No. So I scared him. He scared me. I was like, I'm never babysitting for you people again. Why would you not let me know that there was a man in your basement? That might, I don't know, pop up sometime. Like, I, I did babysit for them more. But that was frightening. I'm like, raise my right <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I will, I demand a dollar more an hour. A so. dollar more? I'd have been like, hi. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get a hundred bucks every time I babysit y'all kids. I'm filing for mental damage. Don't <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. I'm keeping the Pomeranian. No, that thing was real crazy. Oh, your kid has that new video game system. It's mine now. Video game system. I don't know. Like Atari? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's A GameCube 64. GameCube 64? No, it's a Nintendo 64 or a GameCube. They're different things. Oh, that Atari. hurt for a second. I was like, we have a GameCube. We have a GameCube, but it's like... That's not Nintendo. We also have Atari, but that's a whole other story. Have I raised you wrong? Did you just say that GameCube is not Nintendo? Oh, so we also have a Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. I thought you said, but that's not Nintendo. And I was like, oof. All right. So that's my scary story. So yeah, check the basements and check with people you're babysitting for. If there's any other, you know, adult human type beings lurking. Okay. So I'll go next. I'm debating which story to tell. I think I want to tell the orb story, but I don't know if I should tell that one or the tablet story. Or the what? The tablet story. Oh, do the tablet one. Which one do you think I should do? Whichever one you want. Tablet. Okay. Well, I'm going to do the tablet story. Okay. So basically, my lovely older sister and I, sibling, older sibling, and I just cut that out. My lovely older sibling and I. <laughs> Steven! Steven, <laughs> <laughs> Mama! Mama! Okay, um, we're starting out where it's okay. Okay, guys. Okay, the name of this story is... Tablet Story, because it sounds very innocent. Anyways. <clears throat> so, my older sibling and I. Older siblings, say hi. Hello. Oh my god. Anyways. So, we were at our dad's house at the time. We lived, it was like two houses before the house right now. It was like quite some time ago. We were little, like um, early elementary school years. Um, parents were divorced. I didn't announce that. Um, that's why we were out of dance. Anyways, so um, Grace and I, our room was upstairs. We shared a room. Our room was upstairs. And our beds were like across from each other, but like a weird diagonally. Like there was the door directly across from the door on the other side of the room was my bed against the wall with the room in between my bed and the closet. And then Grace's bed was, like, directly across from mine, but, like, over to the left more. From when, if you're looking at it from my bed, it's to the left more. And, anyways, Grace had this tablet, 
and she turned they turned it off every night before they went to sleep. They just that's just what they did. I don't know why, but they did. Our windows were closed, door was completely closed, and um Grace's tablet was off. Per usual, say goodnight to each other, went to sleep. It was the middle of the night and I had to go to the bathroom. Um and I woke up and the door was closed, the window was cracked open, and Grace's tablet was on. And on the game, Crossy Road <laughs> with a new high score. And so I'm like freaking out, panicking. I went running and jumped onto Grace's bed and was like, Grace, 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 did you did you open the window last night? Did you play on your tablet some more? What? And Grace's like, no. Did you open the window? Clearly not. I'm asking you. No. And we were freaking out because we had no clue what that could have been. Our little sister was in a crib. She was way too little to have done any of that. Um, my it parents, was your dad. My parents never came upstairs. <laughs> dad and stepmom never came upstairs. Um, my brother wasn't home at the time, our brother. And um, my grandma stayed with us for a while, but her and my stepmom had gotten in a fight. So she was staying at my aunt's house. And so it literally, we had no clue what, what could have happened. Um, and to this day, we have no clue. It remains what it was. a mystery. But that house was creepy. We would randomly, like, our stuff would just randomly go missing. It was just, it remains a mystery. If you're the ghost in that house, I want my Hello Kitty alarm clock back. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to think that ghosts listen to us, but. And. <laughs> Um, if you're the ghost that was in that house, um, screw you for hiding Grace's phone underneath the box. But congrats on the high score. I mean, I guess. It was 94. It was not that impressive. Oh. Um, I got higher later. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right, that leaves me. Yeah. So, I'm not going to name the story, because I don't have the mental energy for that. So... Um, I have, uh, two sisters at my dad's house. Me? Well, I have, I have, You take uh, one with you, so. I have Bunny, who is my full-blooded sister, and then I have Chloe, uh, who is my half-sister. Uh, she is not my mom's kid. You are not the mother. She is our father's (laughs) semen demon with our evil stepmom. (laughs) That one is not, not, not my monkey, not my circus. Anyways, so this is when Chloe was a little bit younger. She's 10 now. Uh, We used to have uh, sleepovers. I don't know why we would do this because we all lived in the same house, anyways. But we would all take our little, our blankets, our pillows, and we would go in the living room and we would sleep. It used to be on the couch, but then our stepmom stopped letting us sleep on the couch for whatever reason. So on the floor. That's just a sister thing. You've done that a bajillion times at home. I don't understand it. My back always hurt. Do you not remember the Island of Love? No, All the furniture. But that was a couch. It was like a couch, a lounge, and we had like three pieces of furniture all squished together. But like that's like cushy. That's not the floor. Yeah, well, you know, you're anyway, young then. So, uh, it's like one of our sleepovers, you know, I roll over, um, and I feel like my hair, snag- not all of my hair, but like a, a couple strands of my hair, like snag on something, and I just, I'm like, oh, one of them probably like rolled over onto me, it's fine. But then I, I can't shake this feeling that somebody is looking at me. You know, like when you can feel it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like trying to fall back asleep, and I'm like, who's staring? What is happening? <laughs> so... What is my life? I like I roll over and I, I kind of like I open my eyes a little bit, and my at the time uh, six year old sister is standing above me with a, like a big ass knife. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember this. And I was like, "Hi, Chloe." <laughs> You're goes, pretty. <laughs> she goes, "Cheese, cheese, <laughs> cheese," like a true Wisconsinite. Um. So, she had gotten in the habit, apparently, while we were gone that week, of, um, of eating cheese in the middle of the night. Like you do. So, what she was intending to do here was wake me up and ask her to cut her some cheese. Oh, <laughs> uh, what she did do is just stand above me with the biggest knife out of the block and whisper the word cheese at me. <laughs> uh, so, I, I get up. 
follow this six-year-old in, like, some, like, straight-up Sophia the First pajamas <laughs> into the kitchen with this big, like, literal butcher knife. You didn't take the knife from her? She, she just, like, started walking towards the kitchen. Okay. I was like, okay. Yeah, following a six-year-old with a giant butcher knife, nothing can go and wrong. And so I get in the kitchen, and there's, like, uh... The hood above the oven, like, mm-hmm. the light on the hood was always yeah. on. So there's just, like, a single block of cheddar cheese <laughs> just sitting on the oven with this light on. And I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get murdered <laughs> in front of a block of cheese because Wisconsin. So, well, no, because she would have had to wait till you finished cutting the cheese, at least. And then you had control of the knife. Well, so she, she, like... issue here was that the, the block of cheese was not yet open. Okay. And so she just like like stabs the cheese and like just stabs the knife into the package mm-hmm. turns around and looks at me and kind of goes cheese. And I was like ma'am it is it is, <laughs> it is 3.30 in the morning. I did not sign up for this. Uh, so I, I cut her a couple pieces of cheese I set the knife in the sink I don't wash it it's 3.30. I am not vibing with this knife. So I just set it in the sink and I walk away. Like, the sink has other dirty dishes in it. I'm like, <coughs> dying. <laughs> Sorry. You're not allowed to die. <coughs> Choked okay? on my saliva. <laughs> I'm like, if I wash this knife, then I have to wash all the dishes. And that's, like, a lot of work. And also, like, if I wash the knife, I could wake somebody up. So I just set the knife on top of all like, of the other dishes. Dude, I don't think anybody's judging you for not washing that knife. And I go to bed. And... I dream that this child has murdered me. <laughs> I mean, and that's I wake valid. up in the morning and I go to get my normal bowl of uh, of cinnamon toast crunch or whatever cereal it was we had in the house. Um, I realize there aren't any spoons, so I go to wash a spoon and I look in the sink and the knife is not there. I do not know where that knife went to this day. Oh no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she still has it and she's waiting for the right time. Uh to, to cut my cheese. Look, I mean, I got to give her points for knowing what she wants uh, and being able to get it. And you can't fault somebody for wanting some, you know, I don't know, middle of the night cheese, I guess. Be a normal Wisconsinite and just eat their shredded shit. I suppose. I mean, if that was an option. You wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and you go and you're like, mm, cheese. Okay. Every Wisconsinite does it. You grab a handful of shredded cheese. You right. stuff that in your dry ass mouth and you go back to sleep. <laughs> okay, valid, but you know better. You're a six year old. You see shredded cheese or a giant block of cheese. Which one are you going for? The shredded cheese. It's a you're going cheese. for the giant block. Don't even try to tell me any otherwise, because you're like that one's bigger. So I'm going for the jumbo one, and then I'm just gonna go scare my sister away to slice this for me. I mean. I'm kind of surprised she didn't gnaw through the plastic and just, you know, go from there, but. I don't know, man. I don't know. I have too many stories about that child. <laughs> like so we can establish the fact that uh, six-year-olds with knives are not safe, correct? That's yeah. not a, it's a little safety issue there, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'd take a clown with a knife over Chloe with a knife. So we should probably... Because we do love all of our listeners, we should probably give them some Halloween safety tips. Be safe and don't run with a cheese knife. Um, so I learned on TikTok a brilliant safety thing that I don't know why I've never thought of it or heard of it. But if you are stranded somewhere or just in a sketchy kind of position and your battery is running out on your phone change your voicemail message the outgoing voicemail message to let people know where you're at and what is going on because after your phone dies that information when they call they're going to get your voicemail and they're going to hear what's going on and be able to find you or help you actually fun fact yeah i i saw that video but i also stumbled across a first responder yeah on TikTok as well. Mm-hmm. They said, please do not do this. Why? Because you need service to change your voicemail. Yeah. So if you don't have service and you go to change your voicemail, you're wasting that last little bit of battery. Okay, that's, that's valid. not going to work. 
Okay, but if you have service. If you have service, do it. Do it, if okay. If you do not have bars, do not do it. Call 911, say help. When the receiver drops because your phone has died, they will pick up the location. They won't. Right. If if you call 911 anytime yeah. and it's a true emergency, drop the phone. Because if they don't get a response for you, they have to show up. And to that point, you do not need service to call 911. That's true. You, nev- you don't need a single bar right. to call 911. Or to apparently run your Google Maps after it's already mapped that location. That thing is magical. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to happen like a tornado, but... I don't know. Call Google Maps. <laughs> okay, so you're at a party. What's my biggest thing I tell you guys? Um, I don't care what time it is. I don't care how drunk you are, what you've done. I don't care if there's like cocaine actively on your nose. Um, <laughs> call me to pick you up. Do not drive under the influence of anything, or if you don't feel safe doing so, or if your ride, who is supposed to be a designated driver, is no longer designatedly sober. Oh, God, get you ask questions later. Yep, I will not. I'll let you puke. Yep. Hell, I'll let you sleep it off a little bit. Yep. In the morning, we'll talk. Over breakfast. Yes. And then number two. Watch your drink. Watch your drink. If you haven't seen it poured, don't drink it. Yes. If you at all taken your eyes off of that cup, do not drink it. Don't give it to somebody when you're going to the bathroom. Literally bring that shit in there or give it to someone you trust. Yes. Um, not only that, but if you do, just forget to do that and you go back to your drink. Make sure you examine it hellos before you drink it. Get a new drink. Don't even. I don't care if that vodka cranberry was $20. (laughs) It's probably not if it came in like a solo cup. Um, I don't know, man. Frat boys are getting ballsy. Yeah. Also, remember, it's okay to say no. No means no. No is a complete sentence. Like you don't need to. You don't need to explain yourself. Yep. And um, if somebody puts their hands on you in an inappropriate manner, it's okay to knock the shit out of them. That is true. You don't have to drink if you're not comfortable drinking. Yep. Don't feel pressured to do anything if you don't want to do it. Yes. Don't sneak out of your house. Literally, I would just. Even if even if you know you're gonna get your ass whooped, if you're gonna leave the house in the middle of the night, you should at least leave some sort of note just in case your parents find the fact that you're gone. Like some sort of something. Or just be like me and be like, Mom, I want to go do this and just explain it. Yeah. Always travel in a group. Hope for the best. Never go to your car alone late at night. If you have to be alone and there's nobody to walk you with it, make sure you're on the phone with somebody. I do that all the time. Wear reflective lighting, like reflective gear. If you're going out trick-or-treating, watch crossing the streets. Don't ever go inside somebody's house when yeah. you're trick-or-treating. Good call. Um, if you are a parent or a some for some reason child or teenager listening to this, um, remember to always be with an adult or to always be with your kid. Make sure you're supervised and or being someone who is supervising somebody else. And even if it's not your kid and you see some, like, random little child running around lost or sobbing, be like, can I help you find your mommy? Like, And if you're not trick-or-treating and some weirdo offers you candy, don't take it. Mm-mm. Even if you are <laughs> trick-or-treating, stay away from the white vans and any other color. Remember um, that your stuff can be, like, can be replaced. If you get cornered, give them your wallet. It doesn't matter in the long run. Very true. Very um, true. Also... I've seen many, many stories of people trying to, like, put, like, needles and random stuff in candy for giving it out. Um, just, like, mess with, like, the packaging on your candy. Don't eat anything if it's open. Right. Check it. Smells weird, looks weird, is expired. I think parents can still take it to a police station to get checked. There's a lot of places that still will x-ray it for you. Take that shit on, you know, on, like, the pickle jars? <laughs> no, but no, 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 but, you know, like, on the pickle jars, where they're like, if this seal has popped, yeah. do not eat these pickles. Yes. If this seal has popped, do not eat that Snickers. Seriously, it is not worth it. Um, and if you're on the phone with somebody because you can't get somebody to walk you to your car, that's when you're like, damn, my bow staff broke. <laughs> I am so excited. My custom rhinestone one, <laughs> super spikes and poison, is coming tomorrow. 
Yeah, no, 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 I know. Like, it's I'm okay. just having it on me for self-defense. I got my nunchucks in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 my taser, uh, still, still with me. Yeah, that three billion voltage one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, the ball electrocutor 3000. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> The disco balls. Disco balls. <laughs> disco balls. <laughs> you know, like those like sciencey things where you like put your hand on it. Like, I hate those things. Yeah. I love those things. <laughs> we <Yeah>. had. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> this would. Ne- <laughs> We've lost her. We've lost her. <laughs> so now would be the time where we would go through the, the weekly worst way to die. <laughs> Do you guys want to do the weekly worst way to die, or should we skip it tonight? Let's skip it. Skip it. Cheese knife. Cheese knife. Cheese knife, knife is valid. Clown. Clown. Clown is incredibly valid. Okay, your turn. Ooh, anything in a haunted house. Okay. That's that. But I'd be going down Goodbye. fighting. Have a good night. So on that note, do you want to be spooky, internet friends? We are uh, Bones and Bobbins on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Pinterest. Tiki Talks, which eventually we're going to have TikToks, basically any social medias. And you can just also find us at bonesandbobbins.com. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast. It pleases the intern that's grumblings. And it that's how we show up in recommendations so that other morbid souls can find us. And we need you to bring forth the morbid souls for a reason. And on that note, Let us leave you with some advice that you should never forget. Lock your doors. And and don't run with scissors. Happy Halloween! (laughs) Oh, hell no. Each episode of the Bones and Bobbins podcast is written and researched by Haley Pearson Cox and Natalie Hoyce. Our music was composed by Loyalty Freak Music. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Bones and Bobbins. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts so you won't miss a minute of our strange and creepy content.